0: on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode number 97. Being intentional with your time and putting your family first. Next, with my guest, the Mayor of Insurance Town Podcast. He's Sharon. Let's do this. Welcome to the No
1: Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast. A podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley.
0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, hey, my name is Joe Foley. I really want to say thank you for being here. If this is your first time, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, I know your time's limited or your time. You have a lot of choices and I, and you choose to spend time list. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Next up, I had a pleasure interviewing the mayor of Insurance Town podcast. Keith Sharon, we talk about. What is like working from home during the pandemic, which can be interesting, especially if you're after you have to teach your kids, especially online learning and being home a lot of time during the pandemic. Like being home and it has benefits, but it also has the challenges too. Be more intentional with your time, putting your family first. It's important. Family is important. We talk about all about that and setting an example. He has three children, he sets an example for them. We have a great conversation. We're talking about having a creative outlet for being a parent like dad. Like, I I do the podcast, and he had his creative outlets. We have a really important conversation. It's actually a fun conversation. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the podcast, Keith. How you doing, my man? Thank you. Good. (laughs) Thank you very much for being on the podcast there. I really do appreciate it. Hey, how how are things going down there this summer and where you are?
1: Man, it, it's uh, it's rough. It's it's hotter in Hades down here. Uh, humid <laughs> and uh trying to keep these kids outdoors is tough these days with the being so hot.
0: Well it's interesting too in summer, yeah. it gets we're gonna actually hit 77 tomorrow. Then I'm like, I'm ooh, it's like a cool, cool day about the weather the heat we, we had up here. And one thing I, I know we're dads and some we're gonna talk about today. And um one one thing that you do with your kids during the summer that you guys really like doing together. I'll tell you, uh,
1: my kids love going to the pool. We don't own a pool, but um, (laughs) we have uh, several pools that we have access to, whether they're friends or community center or a country club pool, things like that. And the kids just love it. And it's uh, a good time for me, especially now working from home, you know, I can get in the pool and play with them a little bit and then uh, I can jump out and hop on the laptop beside the pool and hang out. So they really enjoy that. Plus, We've got a little math equation for every hour at the pool or every two hours at the pool, is one hour nap. So <laughs> it works out well for our kids at home, too.
0: Well, especially, I am um, interesting to talk about a second is um, we're right now during the recording, it's for COVID, uh, the virus, and everything. How is it that possible to go to the pool? Is it really some restriction training like that? No,
1: they just, most of the pools that we use and go to are private pools or, like I said, friends pools. So they'll allow a limited amount of people to come in. I think they're allowed at 60% capacity right now in phase one. So, you know, uh, a lot of people are more scared to go. And so the way I look at it, the chlorine can kill anything. So I just (laughs) let them go jump in. They're resilient and young.
0: (laughs) Yeah, chlorine. Yeah, that stuff is kind of strong. It's almost like bleach can change your clothes if you're actually working on a pool. It can change your color, your clothes pretty easily.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting too, is um, you're a father. What, is it like, what does it mean to be a dad? Like, what is, your, what is your take on being a father?
1: Man, I'll tell you what, being a father to me is the greatest job I've got. And I, uh, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Obviously, <laughs> none of us do when we became a father. But I knew it was something that uh, I always wanted. I had this passion about me for teenagers, for kids. Uh, When I was, you know, even a high school kid, I would work at my church, the local, you know, church there, volunteering with the kids and whatnot. knew it was important to me. But being a father is something that, you know, obviously you get to pass down your legacy. Obviously, it's something like that. But more than that, it's just, you know, getting to pour in a sacrificial love for somebody else. It's just something that I I can't I can't describe. Um I feel like my kids, I get to learn from them just as much as they I get to try to teach them. And they always come up with little things that they say or do. You know how that is. You're a father. You know, (laughs) you know, they're always coming home with, you know, something that they could teach you as well. But and then that that um oh that that love they have for you, unconditional love is crazy. It doesn't matter. I could yell at them, you know, ground them for life, so to speak, or, you know, get upset with them for doing something stupid and feel like the biggest horse's rear when I get done yelling at them or spanking them or grounding them, and they just come and love on you. I I love you, Daddy. No big deal. You know, I understand what I did wrong. And just seeing those changes in them as you're teaching them and working with them, it's just, I don't know. It's a good question because it's, it's hard for me to answer.
0: Well, you know, it's one of the you things, know, what, are the, what are the challenges? What do it make you feel inside, like, you know, um, positive and negative?
1: I'll tell you, positively, obviously, just watching your children grow up and watching them change and watching the things that you've worked on with them. For example, some stupid little phrase I started when they were younger, you know, my last name being Sharon, I would just say, you know, Sharon's never quit. And so it's so funny to see throughout their lives, literally once or twice a week, one of them will say that to me or the other kid or my, you know, my wife, they'll say yesterday, for example, they were working on something at the house, trying to clean up the counters and they couldn't get a spot off the counter that they had gotten crusted on there. You know, kids are, (laughs) and they just kept spraying it with stuff and trying to wipe it off and it wouldn't work. And my other daughter came in. I got three kids. So two of my daughters in there working on it. And then my son comes in there and he's the oldest. And he's like, guys, Sharon's never quit. Grabs a butter knife, knocks whatever crust they had gotten on the counter. (laughs) And they all high-fived each other and walked off. Little things like that. Or, you know, yesterday, uh, actually two days ago, sorry, I was working on something on my car. I couldn't figure out how to get the tailgate open. It was jammed in my truck, actually. And I just couldn't figure it out. I finally just got frustrated and walked off. And my seven-year-old looked at me and said, Sharon's never quit, Daddy. And uh, sure enough, I got in there, you know, I got unjammed in the back what was in there. And the dropped. Everything was fine. But little things like that they pick up that you say and that you do and you teach them. It just, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's unbelievable to me.
0: Well, it's interesting, too. It's funny you say that. Because, um, my son, when he graduated in kindergarten, he's going to the second grade now. And we it's weird having a second kindergarten graduation, but they did. Right. Yeah, they did <laughs> they have a graduation for every level now, I guess. I remember him and all the kids were going, I want to be a police officer, I want to be a whatever. And he goes, I want to be a podcaster. And I, I'm like going in my side going, Yeah, I'm pointing to my my um mother-in-law, pointing there going, see, I told you it was he, he's paying attention. <laughs> so right. I thought <laughs> No, they
1: I, do pay attention and you know, the little things that you don't think they're paying attention to, they definitely are. It's it's funny that you say that, you know, because my son, I never thought I'd hear my son say he wanted to be an insurance agent, but, you know, <laughs> that's one of the things he said. So it's funny you said that about Podcaster.
0: And it's um, also, too, especially um work-life balance right now. I know you're an insurance agent, and you work, obviously right now you're probably working from home, I would assume. Yes, sir. And
1: that's one of the things that, you know, I started working from home even before COVID uh, just to be able to spend more time with my family. I set up a little office at the house. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was able to spend, because again, I I think in my own, my own head, I feel like the the words work life balance is BS. (laughs) I feel like it's more of, you know, being more intentional with your time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like So what I'll do some, some mornings, you know, I'm up early uh, as you and I are on the phone early right now, but I get up early and I'll go into the office, so to speak, get some work knocked out while they're asleep, while my wife's asleep, the dog's asleep, knock out a couple hours of work. And then when they get up, you know, i get their breakfast ready, spend some time with them, maybe curl up on the couch and watch a few minutes of cartoons with them. You know, when it's time for them to go to school, back when school was in, I take them to school, do the thing, come back, get back to work at eight o'clock, no big deal. And um, it's one of those things. And then, you know, afternoon, you know, if I get some time, you know, I may take off for a couple hours and go, you know, have lunch with the wife or, you know, she and I may sit down and visit when she gets home from work. And then, you know, this whole eight to five thing went out the window for me. And that's when I learned to become more productive. It's just about being intentional with your time and figuring out when you can carve out some time to, to put your family first.
0: Well, interesting too. You say you get up early. What time is, what is an average time you get up in the morning?
1: 5.30 in the morning, usually. I set my alarm. It's funny. I set my alarm for 5.45 for every morning to get the dog up and moving and get working. And I always wake up at least 10, 15 minutes before my alarm goes off. So <laughs> it's one of those things. I can't figure out why, but at 5.30, this, my my, my clock wakes me up.
0: Well, it's funny too. My, I get up for my regular work five o'clock. I, my arm goes up at five o'clock. I understand that because it goes up, and I'm awake at 4: 55. I'm like, "Come on, I could use that five minute, five minutes extra of sleep. What the heck?
1: No, you're right. I understand completely. And uh, I think it's something I don't know what it is, but yeah, my body just wakes me up. But yeah, it's uh, I notice going back to the work-life balance, I've noticed that you know when I do get up early that way and I can knock out some emails, every day, you know, you, you probably do the same thing, but when you get home. You know you've left some emails there. or You're going to have some that you missed. You can get up that morning, knock out some emails, get some stuff done, and be really productive, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I can be really productive in the morning before the sun rises, before the birds are chirping, before the kids are up bugging me. I can knock out some solid work. And, you know, I used to get up early in the morning and watch ESPN for a couple hours <laughs> and just eat Pop-Tart and drool over some TV. And I was like, man, I can be more productive and spend that hour instead of watching ESPN. I could sit there and knock out some emails. Well,
0: it's true. You got to, you want to be more productive. You got to sacrifice some things and um, some things to be more productive in the work.
1: You're exactly right. And, you know, thank God we have, you know, social media now and Twitter, you know, you get hit to updates all the time on ESPN or what's going on or whatever your, you know, addiction, so to speak, <laughs> is mine sports. And so, I can just constantly get those updates or watch a, a 30 second clip of the highlights from my favorite team the night before,
0: you know, you figure out ways
1: around that. Like you said.
0: Well, interesting too, about, you said about time management, especially the COVID-19, what kind of, um, how do you, like, I knew we just talked about, you know, the time the morning, get up and, and all that stuff, but do you use anything? Do you have a schedule? Do you use like any apps or anything? No, you know, no, I just got into
1: somewhat of a routine that mm-hmm. works for me. I don't have, an app that I used. you know, one of the things that historically in my life, I've always struggled with until I started working from home was time management and trying to figure out when to do certain things. And I thought I had to do certain things at certain times, but I just kind of fell into certain routine that once I stopped trying so hard to fit things and once I let go of perfectionism and okay, at this time and this time I have to do this at this time and this time I have to do that once I let go of that for me and just figured out my rhythm and now I realize I do the same things every day I start off the first thing in the morning I do the same routine just by accident I'm just falling into it and it works they say what is that 35 days it becomes a habit mm-hmm. so it's one of those things that it, I just fell into it and then once I get these certain morning things done then I spend time with the kids do the breakfast thing and then after that you know, I realize I just fell in this other routine. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to call these certain people or these clients. And then I'll go back. And like I said, intentional time with my kids. And I'll spend two hours of work or so. And then I'll get an hour or 30 minutes. And I'll go sit down and color a picture with my daughter. <laughs> or I'll go back in the back and watch my son play Fortnite. Or, you know, I'll take my daughter, my other daughter, to go ride her bike or whatever it may be, uh, just to make sure I have that intentional time where I'm taking a mental break from work and then diving in with the kids for 30 or 45 minutes. And they remember those things. That's important to them.
0: Well, it's interesting you said perfectionism. Were you a perfectionist? I wouldn't say perfectionist in the sense of like OCD perfectionism, but perfectionist
1: in the sense of I thought I had to have this schedule perfectly mapped out. It drives my wife crazy because I want to have everything. (laughs) You know, I was one of those types that I – Now, you hear those people when you, the families that go on vacation, the dad has everything itinerary now. I was
0: that dad,
1: you know? And I hated that about myself, but I
0: was that guy. Can I ask you a question, though, about that? Because I think I'm the the same way, too. I think I'm a little bit the same way. I I watched, like, I went to Florida a couple years ago. I watched every single video before that. I knew where every restaurant was around the hotel. I was kind of like that. Like, in the airports, I was looking for cool places to eat. I don't know if you were kind of. I was like that that kind of dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. You're not alone. (laughs) You're not alone. And I would do the same thing, and it would drive people crazy because I just go with the flow, just relax. If we don't feel like having food Friday night, let's have you know a change of pace and try something different. But I was hell bent on. No, we're going to have Joe's Crab Shack at this place this time, and you know it was the same thing in my work schedule. I was like, if I don't, you know, do my follow-up emails from 7 to 8 o'clock, then my whole day is ruined. Sometimes, you know, the kids may get up early, or I may have, you know, the dog wants to take a walk at that time, or my wife has something going on and needs me to help her with whatever it may be. But I just thought I had to have the schedule. Once I got out of that and just made it more of a routine, not necessarily a schedule, it it helped me a lot with my work-life balance and my time management for sure.
0: One thing that's interesting too, and where um, I was also interesting is, your podcast. It's about the insurance town podcast and you're called the mayor. I, I think that's a great name. I was kind of curious. We're going to talk about being creative as a dad in a second, but where did the mayor come from?
1: <laughs> it's funny you said it. Okay. So I've been, I'm a second generation insurance professional and I married a second generation insurance professional and my whole family, both sides, my mom or my wife's side and my, my side are all insurance professionals. And so our family is really boring at Christmas and Easter. It's all talk about <laughs> insurance. But being as that may be, I, um, I grew up in this industry. And I grew up going to the conventions and the trade shows and being involved in the associations. And my whole life, I've got clients now, Joe, that changed my diaper when I was a kid. Oh, wow. And so <laughs> it's, it's wild. So I know a lot of people in the industry. And then, you know, my wife and I are very involved at a national level with our industry. Spend a lot of time going to Washington D.C. for legislative stuff. We go to do different meetings across the country and go hear guest speakers and go to trade fairs and whatnot across the country. So we've gotten to know a lot of people. And then, as you know, having a podcast, you get to know a lot of people that way too. So it just never failed anywhere we went. My wife and I, we would know somebody at that event, and so it was just a phrase coined that someone called me the mayor. I was like, what are you, the mayor of insurance? It just kind of stuck. One year I went to a convention in Branson, Missouri, I believe. And my name tag didn't say my name on it. It said the mayor. And so ever since then, it just kind of stuck. And so when I wanted to create my podcast, I uh, decided what's something I could do to use my name, the mayor. And I was like, I'll just create my own insurance town. and. I'll just be the mayor of my own town. And so that's where that came from.
0: Well, it's interesting too, is being a father. Sometimes we need to wear all the stress of everything in real life and stuff like that. And even though your podcast about insurance, I think sometimes we need a like a creative outlet. And I'm not sure. Is the podcast been a creative outlet for you? Oh, most definitely. And more than
1: anything, it's just more for me just to get to talk to people in my industry that are doing things that maybe I'm not or things that, my audience may not be, as you know, you know, it's fun to just sit back and talk to other people and hear their side of things and what they're doing. I've got a little notebook going back to what we were talking about earlier, but work-life balance and time management and whatnot. I have a little notebook. I just take notes all day long, talking to somebody on the phone or I see something on TV and I just have to have this little notebook with me and I just write little things down that, that mean something to me or that I've heard or that I've done. I just, I love it. Yes, it is a creative outlet for me. My wife told me when I, COVID first hit, you know, I've had this dream of being a podcaster for years, kind of like your son. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, when COVID hit, she was like, honey, there's no excuses anymore. It's time to do your podcast. It's time to get after it and uh, start your brand and do it. And so she pushed me to do it.
0: What has like been the experience for you so far? Was it like the first episode? Was it difficult? Were you nervous or were you just it, right out of the, of the box? You're like ready to go?
1: Oh, I was, of course, nervous because whether we want to say so or not, all men, (laughs) or all people are afraid of rejection. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, this is going to be terrible. But I got real lucky. And my first guest was someone very, very plugged in, very, very involved in our industry, the insurance industry and kind of a marketing genius. And so my very first guest, my, my podcast is like yours, interview style. What she did for me, uh, she came on the show, so automatically had eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't know she was going to do this. And 30 seconds into interviewing her, she flipped the script on me and started interviewing me. (laughs) And said, you know, I want your audience to get to know you. I want your audience to know who you are because I love you and I care a lot about you. I want them to feel the same way and get to know you as well. And we had this great rapport. We went back and forth. She interviewed me for half the show. I interviewed her half the show she's really put my mind at ease and she showed me kind of without me knowing it, she kind of showed me how to interview somebody by her doing it to me. And then it just made things flow a lot easier. And then my very first podcast is still my highest downloaded podcast, which is very odd. As you know, in the industry (laughs) of podcasting that never happens. Usually your first one's like two or three downloads or six downloads and you kind of grow from there, but no, it's still one of my highest downloaded or probably my top downloaded podcast. So I I appreciate her doing that for me. Well,
0: it's interesting too. I mean, every I've been I probably did over 100 interviews. Even every single interview right before it, I always get nervous. I'm always nervous about it. I don't know how you feel about when you first get on with a mic with somebody.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, especially well for me. I'm gonna I'll say if I don't know the person, like getting on with you. You know, we've talked on the phone a few times, but I don't know you as well as you know some of my best friends. So yeah, I got a little nervous for this one. I was like, oh man, this guy's a you know. a veteran in the podcast world. I'm a little nervous, but people that I interview on my show are usually friends that I've known for years. So Mm -hmm. I treat it as you told me before the podcast aired, it's just like two dudes having a cup of coffee. So you made it easy for me. I appreciate you doing that. So for me, it's more like catching up with my old buddies I've known my whole life. It's like a high school reunion every day. (laughs) And so for me, it's easier on that because I created and designed it that way inside my little comfort zone, the insurance town bubble, so to speak. But uh, yeah, if I don't know my guests, which is very rare, yes, uh, it could be something I get nervous about for sure.
0: Well, I'm I'm interesting too, is what did your kids think about this? They obviously know about it, but what do they think about what you do?
1: Oh, it's so funny you say that. Uh, They love it. They feel like dad's famous um, (laughs) and it makes them laugh because as as I told you earlier, I'm very involved in the industry. And so they go with me on certain things. They know a lot of my friends in the industry or they'll hear me on the phone on a Zoom call or whatever. And sometime during those conversations, some my kids are around, they'll hear something about the mayor, or I heard your podcast the other day, it was great. Or and so my son, you know, I bought him his first phone last year. And my phone, my son will download all my episodes and listen <laughs> to them. And he's always like, Dad, I'm trying to pad your stats. And I'm like, Yeah, I appreciate that, son, but I you know, I'm good. But um, and then now he's got uh to where he tells all of his friends to uh, listen to the show where he'll tell his friend's parent, because a lot of them are insurance people. Hey, do you listen to my dad's show? So they love it. <laughs> they think it's, they think it's super cool. And I've always been a talk radio guy Oh yeah. in the car. It drives my kids nuts because they want to listen to some pop station and then make me go through that hill. But you know, instead I always have it on ESPN radio. So they know I'm a talk radio host guy. So they think now of me as a talk radio show host. Well,
0: it's funny, too. You say that the talk radio. And the reason why I got into podcasting myself is I probably told this story before, but is um, I had a talk radio station. I had a, a, my commute to work is probably about 40 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour sometimes that I had a talk radio station. They changed it to no against nothing against rap music. I just changed the rap station. I was very upset. I took my talk radio away. That's how I got into podcasting. I listened to it. And all of a sudden, I was like, well, maybe I can do this.
1: Yeah. You got a great voice for it. So yeah, you did. You made the right move. You made the right move.
0: <laughs> I mean, good. I was like, man, come on. Why are you taking my station away? Cause there was no other station in the area. that was just like that. I'm like, Oh, it was really upset. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I can
1: imagine. So yeah, it's always been something that I've enjoyed is listening to, like you said that when you have a commute like that and my job, when it's not COVID, I travel a lot, usually by car. And so I'm in the car for two and three hours at a time and I'll put on ESPN radio or I'll find a good podcast and I've listened to several of yours actually and uh, a good podcast to help me because I'm always trying to learn something, always trying to pick up something, always wanting to, like I said, pick up something new and learn something. So it just feeds my, uh, my brain a little bit and gets me motivated and going, especially in the insurance industry, we're always changing. Something's always new. There's always somebody coming out with a new idea or a new technology or whatever. So for me, podcasting is, is where it's at.
0: Well, I guess I'm wrapping up final thoughts. Anyone leave with dad's boat, but being a dad or final work-life balance, anything you want to leave? Yeah, I would definitely,
1: I appreciate that. Uh, My final thoughts on that would be again, going back to the intentionality. That's kind of my, my phrase or my word of the year, I guess, or maybe of my life, but people can tell when you're not intentional, whether you're, uh, working and you're on the phone with a client or you're just kind of dialing it in and, and sending out emails or you're responding to something. If you're just kind of halfway in it, you're not intentional about what you're doing. It shows your work shows what you're doing. shows. same thing with your kids, dads, if, if you're just half assing it, sorry for the curse word there, but if you're just <laughs> kind of half assing it there, uh, your kids could tell if you're sitting there watching TV with them and you have your phone in your hand, the whole time you're spending time with them, or if you're coloring a picture with them, riding your bike with them, playing basketball, and you got your phone in your hand, or you're you know not dialed into what they're doing, or you're not intentional about your time with your kids, they know it, and it's not going to be good quality time. If you're spending time with your wife and you are laying in bed together, hanging out, and you're on your fo- your phone the whole time, or you're looking at a YouTube video, you're not intentional with that time, and she's going to know it. You're going to know it. It's just not going to be helpful. So, you know, my final thoughts would be: just be intentional with everything that you do in your friendships, in your family life, in your, you know, parenting, and your whatever it may be with your spouse. Make sure you're intentional with that, because when you're intentional, you're more productive. You're more. You're a better father. You're a better husband. You're a better son or daughter. You're better at whatever you're doing if you're dialed in and intentional.
0: Well, where they connect? Are there any questions about you or your podcast, where they connect with you? Yeah, yeah, they can uh, get a hold of me. Uh, my
1: email address is heath at podcast.com. You can also, I'll give out, you know, my cell phone number is 501-425-3306. Text me, call me. I'm involved in the insurance industry, but I also try to uh, answer questions and, and work with other industries as well. And I would love to talk to them as well.
0: Well, thank you, Mayor of the Insurance Town. Thank you much for being here today. (laughs) I had to use the mayor. I had to. Thanks, Heath. Thank you much for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate it.
1: I appreciate you having me on. It was a good time. You're showing me how it's done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Wrapping up this episode, I want to thank Heath Sharon for being on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. You can find more about him over at the Insurance Town podcast. I'll have a link in the show notes where you can get in touch with them. You can find all links for the, this episode at nosittingonthesideline.com slash nine seven. Hey, please reach out and leave a comment or if you have a question, leave a comment in the show notes. I'd like to hear how you're doing, how things are going, how you enjoyed your summer. You can find all about, all about me, all my contact information at nosittingonthesideline.com slash contact. Hey, if you have a second take a minute and head over to the no sitting on the sideline dad podcast Facebook page and click like so you can keep up the date of what's going on with the podcast the link will be in the show notes or well, how do you can get in touch with the Facebook page. It'll be no sitting on the sideline.com slash Facebook page. I really appreciate that because we can connect with each other. It's another place we can communicate. Well, thank you for listening until next time. Take care. Give your kids a hug. Hey, even call a family member and see how they're doing. It goes a long way. Until next time, take care. God bless. See ya.